0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, March 1st, and we are here answering your financial questions one listener at a time. If you would like to put something to us, something that's bothering you, maybe you just need another set of ears and eyes on your situation, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. If you wanna come on the air, check that little box. Mark does everything else. Check out all the great content that lives on our website, podcasts, and the blog, and our radio show. And of course, my book, The Great Money Reset, the free weekly newsletter, there's so much. And now there is an exclusive webinar series called Jill on Money Live. So check out the website. Maybe you would like to join us. It's cheap, 35 bucks for a year. Come on, everyone told me it's too cheap. I don't care. I just wanna build the community and this is a way for us to connect. Really special guests coming up. The first webinar is at the end of March and it's with none other than IRA expert and CPA Ed Slot, you better get in on that. Come on, that's going to get really exciting because you know Ed gets very excited about this stuff. Okay, today on the program we have a special guest from Texas. It is Sam who's on the line. How are you, Sam? What's going on? How can we help you out?
1: All is well. Thank you guys for having me. I'm a uh, 29 years old. I live out in Houston, Texas. I'm a little Confused and a, a sort of a dilemma. Just would love some insight from you guys. I was fortunate to play collegiate sports, so I have a bachelor's degree, but I don't have any debt.
0: Yes. Um, Wait. Wait. What
1: was your sport? Uh, football.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: So I don't have any student loans or anything alike. Yeah. I actually don't have any debt at all, minus a home that I purchased a year ago, and the rate was a three point three. So I got in at the perfect time. How
0: much did you pay for the house?
1: I paid two hundred and thirty. I owe two hundred and seventeen.
0: Okay. And it's at 3.3%, 30-year fixed? Yes. Fantastic. You're so young to have a house. Are you
1: married? Are you single? Are you partnered? So, What's going on? So uh, I'm engaged. I'm getting married later this year.
0: Congratulations. How old is your your betrothed to be?
1: <laughs> She's 29 years old. Okay. We're both 29.
0: Okay. So you got this house. You own this house. Fantastic. You're so young. You guys are both working?
1: Yes, so I'm. I have a fitness company, so I bring in anywhere between ninety to one twenty a year. Woo! Um, he brings in, I'll say about sixty five or so as a teacher.
0: You're marrying somebody with a health benefits and B a pension. You're the best. <laughs> ever. I mean, that's fantastic. Fen- that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think about these things. So, Sam, you are self employed. Yes. Okay. Right now, do you get? How do you get your health insurance? Do you get it? You can't get it through your fiance yet, but how do you? Do you pay for it?
1: Yeah, I pay for it. It's about two hundred and thirty bucks per month. I did uh, downgrade the plan just because I know the wedding is coming up. So for this year, I did downgrade and get something a little more inexpensive just mm-hmm. to cover the basics because again, the wedding is in about uh, six to eight months now. So just kind of an emergency or something came up, I'll be fine. Okay, uh, are you guys paying for this wedding yourselves? Yes, so her parent has helped out. My grandmother has helped out. We're 98% done paying for the wedding. We've been saving up for it. I knew that I wanted to marry her, so I was saving up quietly. So we won't carry any debt at all for the wedding. So the wedding will be paid for in the next 10 days.
0: Fantastic. Okay. How much does your wedding in Houston, Texas cost? Mark's wedding was very cheap. By the way, I was not invited. I was invited and then disinvited to Mark's wedding, just to be clear. $25 for me. $25 for, no, what was dinner? Oh, dinner. Yeah, that's right. But the marriage process itself was 25 bucks. Okay. How about Sam? Is yours a little bit more than 25 bucks?
1: Yeah. So it was roughly around 17,000 and we're actually getting married in our hometown back in Florida.
0: But you're staying in Houston. You like your, you got your business. She's a teacher. Life is good. Now
1: you are self-employed. Do you have your own retirement plan or have you not done that yet? Yes. Yeah, so I have a retirement plan. I have both the traditional and the Roth IRA. I max out on the traditional every year and I put additional. So I put six grand every year into the traditional Mm-hmm. Put about another three to four a year into the Roth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So overall, my total portfolio I have about thirty-five to forty k in just stocks overall. What was that? Oh, oh, Mark, what are you saying?
0: You can only max out a traditional or a Roth.
1: You can't even do both. No, I only max out the traditional. I put money in the Roth, but I don't max out.
0: Yeah, but you can only do six grand a year to or sixty-five hundred combined. I don't know how they let, they let me do it. I don't know how. <laughs> okay, so stop doing that. Okay. Okay. Stop doing that. Don't put money in your traditional. Just stop doing money in the traditional. Just do the Roth and that's it. Unless you're telling me you don't have a SEP IRA, do you?
1: No. Okay. That's something I I did speak about is possibly uh, establishing a uh, SEP account.
0: Okay. Stop putting money into the traditional Keep your records handy in case somebody flags that down the road, because you know you, you can only do six thousand total. You can do three thousand in a traditional and three thousand in a Roth, but you cannot exceed six thousand between IRAs. Yeah, although it's six thousand five hundred for this year, so that's a bunch of money. So let's do that, okay? And and do keep good records, okay? Now, um, your fiance does she also contribute to a retirement account, or is she just doing the pension? Where is she? The
1: four hundred and one k at her school. She didn't know much about it until a few years back when we started dating and she was at a different she was at a different point in her life at the time where she didn't have much disposable money. She was in a different school district. She has started doing it, I think it maybe like 100 to 200 bucks a month. So she's more okay. of the, we're both at the infancy stage, but she's kind of newer starting. out. That's great.
0: So when you said 35 to 40 grand, that's like in your retirement accounts and do you have any other do you have non-retirement also? Yeah, I
1: have non-retirement also. So I have just a brokerage account there index funds. I did get a couple different stocks here and there when certain splits occurred. Like I had some Google, some Amazon.
0: So what brings you to us today? Like this is all good news mostly except for your silly brokerage account, but fine. What is it that you think is um, like the pressing issue that you see?
1: So the pressing issue I have is that like most of my shoes would want to open a some sort of gym or fitness facility. Yeah, For me, I care more. And I going to say being a former athlete, I know the the behind the scenes, a lot of things that go on with athletics. And I think although I love fitness, uh, I do want to have kids over the next few years. I just don't want them. I want them to have the flexibility where if they don't want to, if they're not interested in athletics and they don't have to do that. So I've kind of been learning more about real estate. I think that's something I want to dive deeper into and just have something to when we talk about generational wealth and something to pass on to my kids, where they have the flexibility, where even if they want to use it to start their own business or to pay mm-hmm. for school or whatever the case may be, they mm-hmm. have the ability because I see many first I never met. A gym owner that's retired I've never met him. <laughs> then, you know a lot of people get upset when I say that but when you think about it no one can ever t- name one gym owner that retired
0: but you like what you do now or you're like I'm done with it
1: I like it but I think for me so I've trained a ton of like professional athletes I've trained I've been endorsed by Nike I've trained in the U.S. and Canada I've traveled the world doing it so I kind of think that I'm kind of at that point where it's kind of getting redundant I don't know, like I enjoy it, but it's also like as I'm getting older and going into this next chapter in my life, I just want to make sure that for one, you know, I want to be more present at the moments that matter most. So I have a number of athletes, you know, they train with me several times a week. They're youth athletes and they have a lot of vulnerable conversations with me and they share how they just, you know, their parents think that money is everything. They buy them things. They're like, I just want my dad to play catch, but he's talking about what car he's going to buy me next month. Yeah, You know, just different things like that. So I just want to have the...
0: You want to transition into something else. So I got that. I get that. Is the idea here that you would want to slowly dip your toe into becoming a real estate agent or that you would like to dip your toe into being a landlord?
1: Uh, more than landlord. I'm not interested in the agent part. I think I would still be doing the same thing a different way. Uh-huh. So I think it's more about being a landlord and just also... I just want to, when my kids get older, they don't, like, I grew up very rough and I didn't have many, I don't have a lot of flexibility with things. I just think about, even when I graduated from college, there was a lot of other things that I wanted to do. But when you're in a family that doesn't have disposable income and they need everyone to contribute to keep the lights on, it's kind of like you, you're forced to do what you have to do Yep. instead of having the flexibility of, why couldn't I do a six-month internship somewhere that I wouldn't get paid at all, but the experience would help. Get you, you know, to a different place. Yeah. So just different I get things like that that I just want to. Yeah, I mean look, I think
0: that there's first of all, it's quite admirable that you're thinking that way for your un yet as of yet not to be conceived child or children. (laughs) But what I think you're raising is that you wanna be able to accumulate enough assets, whether it call it a house or a brokerage account or something, enough assets to be able to live a life that is a little less stress filled than the one that you had to grow up in. And I think you're doing that already. So that's number one. You're already like, you're, you're so well ahead of the game. I'm sure that Mark will want to give you a kudos for this, but like, you know, you're putting money away. You've got the money going. How much money do you have in cash right now?
1: You're going to kill me if I told you. No, I don't have to kill you. I like you. So across all of the, my accounts, I probably, and this is not counting the stocks and stuff, you're talking anywhere between 95 to 110,000.
0: I'm not going to kill you. I like cash. It's one of my favorite <laughs> asset classes. I think that there's a few things to consider. One is that to just create a a, a destiny that it's just like, I'm going to buy houses and flip them and like that's fine, but it takes work and it would mean that you really have to start investigating how to do that. Um, I wouldn't want you to burn up all that cash, especially in this current environment. It's not a great environment to become a real estate maven because interest rates are higher now and it's a little bit tough and there's not a lot of inventory. But if you're interested in it, I would start talking to people who do it and try to get some information and, and learn about it, educate yourself. That said, I mean, you may find that you have, you know, you've got a business, it's thriving, you're young while it's still thriving and you're young, you put as much money away as you can. And I would start thinking about if this is not the job that I actually want, what is the job that I want? That requires you to do more work, right? And I don't think that just like buying real estate and having passive income is a job. It sounds to me like you're a very hardworking man, that you want to feel good about what you're doing. That maybe the training thing was an amazing idea. Maybe it was a great way for you to enter into um, sort of your adult life. Then you, you leverage the thing that you knew how to do. Maybe you want something different. And that means you have to really start thinking about it. So what I would do is I would kind of start pretending that you're like graduating again. And when you graduated, you didn't have choices. But now you do. And I would go back into, say, my college resources. I'd start finding other people who played football at your college. I'd start getting in touch and like saying like, what are these people doing? Is there something here that's interesting? Like, honestly, Sam, just talking to you and like hearing you tell you like, I think you'd be an amazing financial planner. If you like a little math on the side, you have those kinds of qualities. You're you seem to be a caring person, but you care about, like you understand how financial stability can really give you many more opportunities in the future. And maybe there's someone in, in your world and in your network who does something cool that you think is great. Maybe it's that you say, you know what, um, it was great to own my own business, but really what I, my girlfriend, my fiance seems really happy. Maybe I would like to teach, or maybe I'd like to coach, or maybe, what, maybe I wouldn't want to do that. Maybe I want to do something totally different. I think you're on the beginning of your journey and you've got some work to do. I would start by thinking about what are the things that would that kind of jazz me. What are the things I didn't get to do? Because you got a hundred grand in the bank right now and that can finance a transition. And it doesn't mean you give up what you're doing immediately. But you know, if you say like, you know, by the time I'm married a couple of years, I want to have a different path. And maybe you do a lot of research and you're like, actually, my path that I'm on is really great. I just have to do it differently. I don't know. I think that what you really need to be considering is how do you want to contribute to the, you know, the Sam and fiance life in a way that makes you feel good, but it's not going to be easy and you got some work to do. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's a great idea. I think everything you said is spot on and it's definitely giving you some things to think about. You you haven't said anything that I disagree with at all. Thank goodness.
0: We'll (laughs) We'll get there. Here's how I relate to you, Sam. You know, of course, I have the exact opposite story. Like I'm a girl who grew up with privilege and college was paid for, but my dad was a trader on the floor of the American Stock Exchange. And so there was a pathway for me that I saw like, oh, I go be a trader. I do this, I do that. And like three, four years into it, I was kind of like, I don't know, like this is not doing it for me. And it was really hard because you know, I'm sure that you realize like you are in this, like you even said it in your email, like I've been fortunate. I got to travel the world. You've said it here. Like I've been doing like cool stuff. Right. But it's also okay to say like, but it's not, it's not feeding me, you know, emotionally, it's great financially, but it's not like doing what I thought it was going to do or maybe, but it brings you to this position where you can ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? So when I was in that transition phase, I just started talking to a lot of people and I did some wacky things, okay? And so this is the kind of thing that like you try, especially while you still have this, you have the flow of income, you could re- reduce, you don't have to work your, you know, you have to kill yourself. instead. You, know, you might say, well, you know, in this transition phase, instead of making 120, you'd rather make 90 and start exploring these other things. And you give yourself permission to do that. And that to me is something that's really worth considering. I think, you know, look around you, remember that this idea of, I know a lot of us fall into this trap where it's like, I'll just buy real estate and that will be, you know, the be all end all and I'll make that way. But it, that's not necessarily a career. That could be a side hustle for you, but I don't know if that's necessarily a career. And it's a heck of a lot of work, meaning that like to do it well usually means you're doing the work yourself. You just have to like tend to it. So I think it's time for you to pick your head up. Like you're getting married. This is great. So you're going to get married. But even in the run up to getting married, it's fine to have extra cash. I would be cash heavy right now if I were you. Because in times of transition, I think having that cash cushion is really smart, even if you are 29. So here's your here's your marching orders. You ready, Sam? Number one, you're going to keep your cash on hand. Number two, you're going to only contribute to your Roth IRA $6,500 this year. Number three, you're going to give yourself a little bit of a um, homework assignment, which is I'm going to start thinking about all the people I know who I think do cool things. And I'm just going to start talking to them. And it could even be clients of yours. You know, I, I, I had a trainer in New York City and he had such fascinating clients and one of his clients hired him essentially, and said like, you know, I'm opening up a hotel. Would you be interested in helping me like basically conceive of where, how a gym should look? And it was just kind of like a fun job to do for a while. It was great, you know? And so there are things that might be out there that could use your skills, some that would be totally different. But think big. I have a lot of confidence in you. What position did you play?
1: I played linebacker. Of course you did. Tough ass.
0: (laughs) I want pictures of the wedding and I want you to stay in touch with us, okay?
1: OK, I will. I'll, I'll definitely email those over to both of guys.
0: You should. And send us like pictures of the wedding for sure. Or like the flowers, all that money is spent. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. If you like Sam, you maybe you're like I just talked about this recently. Like you can be in the beginning of your life and need uh, a reset. You may need that. And it's OK it really is okay and if you are that kind of a person I encourage you to number one get in touch with us go to JillonMoney.com, click the contact us button and fill out that form let us know if you'd be willing on, to come on the air number two don't forget to order the great money reset it's my book and everything is right there on the website so the great money reset is there for you we're gonna help you reset your life okay Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.